0: Explore more stories like Shaina's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
1: As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies.
0: Uh, hey, Sturf,
3: Uh, what are you doing? Oh, hello, Bello, I'm
1: just making an
3: Easter basket, filling it with lots of treats and goodies for our fans, you see.
4: Don't you usually put, like, I don't know, jelly
3: beans and chocolates in those? (laughs) Hello, don't be so pedestrian. Our fans are
5: individuals with refined taste. We've got to measure up. Mm, I don't know, Sturf, right? That's a lot of hooves to put in an Easter basket. And all these thorns? Thorns
4: are herb, Cordelia. Thorns are herb. You
5: don't need to worry about wowing people with your Easter basket.
4: But why, Cordelia? Don't be a fool, Stairfry. You know good and well our fans will be swept away in joy and ecstasy after our in-person live show the night before. (laughs) Live show? Oh, you mean Rude Tales of Magic, Lentenders. Yes, it's Saturday, March 30th.
1: Right, right, right. And we're doing it in some bag alley in some nameless old town? No, Sturf. We're doing it at the Bell House, right in the heart of Brooklyn. (laughs) Oh, of course.
5: Now
3: I remember. Real Tales of Magic, Lent Enders, live at the Bell House on Saturday,
4: March 30th. Doors at 6.30, show at 7. And tickets are on sale now. I just bought mine at (laughs) realtalesofmagic.com.
1: This is fantastic. And you know what? I'm still going to add a few tumbleweeds to my Easter basket just to spruce it up. Mm, Those freaks will love it. You heard right, Credence. The Class Dismiss Gang returns to the stage in an all-new live show. That's Rude Tales of Magic, Lent Enders, live at the Bell House in Brooklyn, Saturday, March 30th, 7pm. Buy your tickets today, or be tortured to death. Well, 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 look who came crawling back to Rude Tales of Magic. You did. And who could blame you? We're a critically acclaimed show, beloved by dozens. And we left things two weeks ago on such good terms. We didn't even say anything about the fact that you travel everywhere by crawling on your belly, like Sadako coming out of the television in Ringu. And so we here at Rude Tales of Magic welcome you as you come crawling back. I hope you brushed your genitals up against a nice, smooth river rock, and it felt good as hell. Well, on with the show. I'm chained to a gun magazine.
6: Ah, Piss Harbor. The town so nice they named it once. Not every phrase rhymes, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) You know what else isn't here? Most of the town's bounty hunters. There's a big bounty hunter convention happening miles and miles away in the city of New Paola, leaving only a small number of bounty hunters behind. And folks, the city is in chaos. There are bounties left unhunted as far as the eye can see. It seems like everywhere you look, there's petty criminals minding their own business. Oh, it's... it's unthinkable. I... I refuse to show you the disgusting scene. You know, I, I've shown a lot of nasty stuff on this show, and I've even relished in doing so, but this is the lie. This far, but no further. Today, Branson Reese becomes a liberal. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. But the camera does drift away from this. Not for political reasons, but because I didn't write any copy for it. We drift all the way across town to an empty park the Piss Harbor All-Who-Fell Memorial Park. It's after dark, and two figures are up to some visually interesting business under the lights under the park's baseball diamond. Chris Timbo, what are, you, what, what are we looking at here? Chris here. You see
4: an absolutely jacked centaur with a big biker mustache, big wraparound shades, big bleached hair and a big horse bottom half of his body. It's Jonathan Large, baby. Tim here. You also see
3: Tommy Whistle, a frogman cowboy. Maybe lean, though sometimes sometimes he he might not be lean anymore. Uh, He's mostly <laughs> naked. He's got a big cowboy hat and a revolver, but this time he's holding a flag. A yellow flag? But looking closer, it's not just yellow. It's yellow and black it's a mm -hmm, yellow and black checkered flag he waves it in front of jonathan large on his on
0: his what i'm not ready to race yet tommy i've only
4: just gotten on top of a horse for the first time of my life that's right jonathan large a centaur (laughs) is riding on top of a horse
6: I'm going to go ahead and make a strength saving throw for that horse. Yeah, good idea. Jonathan Large is dense. Ooh. Chris, I rolled a five. The horse crumbles underneath you. (laughs)
0: Oh farts. That's the fifth horse that crumbled under my weight.
3: Tommy Whistle throws the flag to the side and rushes up.
0: Now you gotta learn the most important
3: part about riding a horse. Okay, tell me, cowboy. You care for it when it falls. Tommy Whistle takes the cheek of the horse and gives it some sugar. That's all right. That's all right, little one. One day, you'll be ridden again.
6: Um, A team of small ponies uh, with a stretcher, they rush up. Hop, 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 hop. They put the horse on the stretcher and hop, 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 take it away. And you see a row of five other horses all (laughs) in casts and neck braces. One's in an iron lung. Jonathan, as your peer and co-worker, I gotta say, I'll keep on teaching you to ride
3: if you really want to but I suggest you stop riding horses if they keep on dying.
0: Oh, oh, oh. thank you, Tommy. And it was inspiring to see you give that a little bit of kindness to that creature. No one ever gave old Jonathan a sugar cube when he was but a pony.
3: Hi, kid.
0: <laughs> Catch. What?
3: You mean joe him? Uh, uh, okay, so Tommy flicks with his froggish thumb a sugar cube into the air. It flips, 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 like a cube spinning, it does. It, like Like a cube landing into Jonathan's... What? Hand. Yes! I love this game.
0: Wow.
6: <laughs> no game. You didn't roll. You just said that. Up. And uh, it works. I, I, I did get a six. <laughs> All right, listeners, listeners, Tim just mimed rolling a dice and then just said, it works. And I let him. I am asleep at the wheel, fans. Now,
3: Jonathan, I gotta say, I'm happy to keep teaching you to ride a horse if you want. But why don't you want to go out with the rest of the bounty Hunters?
0: Oh, ho, 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 ho. you mean at that
3: convention? Indeed, the same convention I myself am avoiding. Oh, Uh,
0: boy. Can I confess something embarrassing to you?
3: Tommy takes off his hat. If you (laughs) confess then I'm undressing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am absolutely certain that I've got an ex-girlfriend at that convention, and I'd rather not see her.
3: (laughs) Go on. I myself am no stranger to heartbreak, especially heartbreak within those communities, social and artistic, that I'm involved
0: in. Yeah, I... Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Gosh. Uh, yeah, an absolutely still gorgeous cyclops. Um, her name was Vegana Von Pipebaum, and, uh, she was a brilliant manhunter and still is, but, you know, she turned eco-terrorist, and, uh, I had to say goodbye because, uh, you know, I was, Yeah, you know, I, I just thought that, uh, I was distracting her from her, from her passion.
3: I understand. No one likes to feel like they are in the way of growth.
0: Yeah.
3: I myself have an ex-girlfriend at that same convention.
0: No fucking way, dude! What? No, it's true. Now tell me about it, man. Come on!
3: You actually want to hear about it? You actually want to hear from me? Oh,
0: yeah, brother!
3: Her name was Slay Catholic.
0: Slay like Catholic?
3: She wanted to have kids, but I wasn't ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready to raise something <laughs>
6: smaller than me. Just then, both of you hear a voice coming from the base of your skulls. Hey
2: guys, Miss Moonlight here. Uh, who, who, who do I got here? Who's in town? <laughs> you got Tommy Whistle. And Jonathan Large here. Oh, Jonathan Large and Tommy Whistle. Well, I got a hot bounty for you. Why don't you come shake those hot little asses of yours over to the Moonlight Value Bounty's headquarters?
3: Jonathan, do you mind if I take a ride with you? Oh, boy. Oh, you mean, like, on me? If it ain't too much to presume, I feel like for the first time, I'm really making a connection. Tommy, you've
0: shown me a great kindness today, and um, while I was an independent pony years ago, now I have half the goodness of man. And part of that is its generosity. Come on board, partner. Using his frog-like legs.
3: Frog-like, <laughs> they're dang frog legs. Tommy hops into the air, landing upon the back of Jonathan Large. I'm hoping you won't take offense when I say.
6: "Giddy up. <laughs> All right, we find ourselves now at the current location of the Moonlight Value Bounty's headquarter. Every previous location has burned to the ground, but I've got a really good feeling about this one. It's located this time in the back room of the Yankee Candles Extra Dry Log Cabin location on the east side of Piss Harbor, next to the donut place with the yellow sign and the lady who doesn't (laughs) like when you tip her for some insane reason, even though you're literally trying to be nice and you're going to keep tipping her regardless because on some level you feel like you're part of a social experiment to see if they can pressure an otherwise noble man into not tipping. Newsflash, assholes, you cannot. You sit in wooden chairs as a large half-elf, half-orc, all-woman steps out. She's dressed like Cher in the If I Could Turn Back Time music video. And she always has been. If you didn't guess that already, you're not in trouble, but my estimation of you has gone down slightly. Hey guys,
2: I know we got a bit of a skeleton crew tonight, but that's okay with me. I've always been drawn to the Halloween community myself, skeletons in particular. But
6: I wouldn't say no to a Frankenstein or two. She gets a far off look in her eyes and plays with her hair before collecting herself. Oh, forgot myself for a second there. Tommy,
2: Jonathan, say hello to your new partner for tonight. He's an exciting up
6: and coming bounty hunter. (laughs) Hey, I'll let him introduce himself. Zach, who do we got here with
5: us? Oh, well, sitting in the corner of the room uh, lit by just sort of a wall of heavy-ass monitors um, <laughs> clicking and clacking on sort of a battle station of, of keyboards oh, and uh, computers pressing buttons everywhere, uh, you see this rail-thin blonde man with pulled-back, you know, slick back Matrix C character hair uh, <laughs> forming into just sort of this, like, long... Ponytail with the sharpest point you can imagine, sort of gelled into sort of a, a spear end. You see Max login, <laughs> little tiny sunglasses <laughs> on his face as he tur- he clicks, 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 presses enter, and says, "I'm in," and turns around for the mission <laughs> that is, and nods to both of you. Huh? That's a lot of computer for a little fella. Thanks was all really expensive. I'm in a lot of debt. Oh my god, that must be so stressful. It is. You see, uh, these computers, for my profession, you need the most powerful computers to get inside the most powerful of databases. If you don't know what any of that is, imagine crystals combined with more crystals uh-huh. into oh. even more crystals. And all of it contains why. one important thing. Information. Ah. Oh! As wow. you say that,
6: uh, as you say that, Max, one of the panels on one of your uh, computers it falls open, and we see it's packed with crystals. And there's a tiny pixie in there, just like a switchboard operator, just like <laughs> moving crystals from one spot to another. He turns to the camera, Flintstonesingly, and says,
1: "It's a living."
6: Before the the panel fixes itself, it's
5: pretty hot in there. I should get him a little cooling tower. <laughs> He's drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well dying max. all that technical mumbo jumbo don't mean squat to me. I'm just out here to get bounties, take bounties, and use them for whatever I end up doing. I haven't revealed that yet so <laughs> so you want to hunt people just for your computer habit
5: look it's uh it's a means to an end. I don't enjoy taking people who are sort of fighting the man in their own way, but it's the only way I can get out of this insurmountable debt.
3: Right, but you gotta admit that there is sort of a cyclical nature to your predicament where you got the computer, but now you must do the work that you gotta do to get out of the computer.
5: I'm not following. I'm not following.
3: <laughs> it's technical mumble jumble to me, I guess.
6: Maybelline Moonlight clears her throat. and he goes, okay,
2: okay, if the frog cowboy is gonna big dick a guy's deal, we're gonna be here all night.
5: <laughs> hey. Yeah,
0: hey, Tommy, uh, I think this guy's all right. Uh, I don't know. He's got
3: got to earn my respect.
5: (laughs) Okay. Sure. It wouldn't be the first time I did that. Uh, Challenge accepted.
3: All right. These three unlikely companions face Miss Mabelie together.
2: She goes, all right, boys. Play nice. Play nice. So, tonight's bounty is a real nasty one. As you may remember, the Piss Harbor mayoral election was held just a few weeks ago. I know bounty hunters are forbidden from voting, lest the city pass too much pro-bounty hunter legislation. But if you paid any attention whatsoever to the race, you'll remember Boneyard
6: McKinley. She hits a visual Kenku's head and it projects a Thomas Nast-style political cartoon of Boneyard McKinley onto the wall. He's a broad human man dressed in the traditional mayoral garb of a sash. (laughs)
2: Boneyard ran for mayor under the extremely unpopular
6: platform of fuck you people. I deserve to rule you as a cruel and petty tyrant. She hits the Kenku's head again, and you see buttons displaying the wordy campaign slogan, as well as a button depicting Boneyard McKinley wearing a golden crown and sitting atop a throne of nude human men. Boneyard
2: made history by becoming the first mayoral candidate in Piss Harbor history to receive zero votes in the election. Now usually candidates receive at least their own vote, but his personal ballot was eaten by a seagull. As a result of receiving zero votes, Boneyard McKinley has declared himself the anti-mayor of Piss Harbor and has taken it upon himself to commit acts of civic chaos and domestic terrorism. His bounty is set at 600,000 gold, which, oh boy, that's pretty low for what he's doing. But with just three of you splitting it, it really adds up to a chunk of change. At least 100,000 gold each. Probably more, I'm more of a humanities girl, tee hee. Anyway, Boneyard was last seen outside of City Hall, trying to set it on fire with a liquid he calls gasoline. We also call it that. It's a known substance. I don't know why I phrased it like that. I'm such a delightful mystery in my way. Any questions? They can be about me. We've got some extra time tonight. Maybelline were
0: you a were you a bounty hunter before you became a
6: a uh, bounty broker? She looks away and her her face is in shadows.
2: I thought that's a chapter of my life I had put away forever. Oh, never mind then, you. it's
6: fine, I don't have
2: to- No, go. no, it's okay, I just oh, okay. thought <laughs> I had put it away forever. Yeah, I used to be a bounty hunter. That's how I met Moose. You know, your friend, with whom I have a sexual present. I think
0: that's so wonderful. I think, you know, I care so much about you. It's, it is a comfort to me to know that some nights you make each other feel good. Some afternoons, too. Oh. Hell, even some mornings. Oh, terrific. Miss Maybelline,
3: I got a question. As an aficionado of hierarchy, I gotta ask, if we take out the anti-mayor, will someone step up to take their place, like a deputy or a vice mayor or a secretary of treasury or something of that ilk?
2: That's where we've got him. This man is so obsessed with power that he doesn't have anyone beneath him in the chain of command. So if you take him out, all of the vice mayor's powers will disintegrate. And make no mistake, he does have powers. Those with civil, civically elected uh, uh, members of the Piss Harbor, you know, government, <laughs> they cannot hurt him. But he also cannot hurt them. That's why you guys have to step in and take this one out.
5: Wow. The anti-mayor. You gotta respect the disruption. It's gonna be a shame to take him down.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I guess...
5: No, it makes sense. No, no, it make, it does make sense.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. All right.
3: As an officiator of hierarchy, I gotta agree with that. It is an inversion of hierarchy that I respect as an academic conversation of what is power, of course.
0: Guys, I gotta tell you, sometimes I just, I still got horse brain. And I, and I just, and I say like, a mirror is good, right? Because, because uh, I just, I don't know any other way.
2: Well, let me let me break it down to you this way: an anti-mayor is bad, mm. but but Max say he cool. I mean, he cool. You oh. can respect him. He would be cool as hell. A lot of the people you hunt down are cool as shit. No, You might be cool. That's not up to me. What's up to me is I can give you money if you bring him in, dead oh. or
5: alive. That's right. The money. A hundred thousand gold each,
0: at least. All right. Well, Max, you got computer
5: Mm -hmm.
0: can it can it go with you because i'm gonna be honest i feel real nervous about all the candles and hay and
2: Mm. charcoal
0: and uh loose gasoline in this building yeah
5: you know i uh I can't bring this whole setup with me, but, and Max pulls up like a little kid's backpack with some kind of whirring <laughs> materials in it and, and like locks a keyboard to his arm. He's like, I got this. It's like uh, my battle station, but a lot worse.
0: That's fucking sick, man. That's just, that's just sick as hell. I wish I understood how to do it. I have an AOL email address that I haven't been able to check in four years. <laughs>
5: Oh, after this is over, I'm happy to help you get in there. Oh,
0: my man. My man. All right. Let's go. Let's go. uh, Let's go check out City Hall and just kill
6: a guy.
5: huh? (laughs) I'm way ahead of you and just sort of like five feet ahead of you.
6: Oh, (laughs) cool. (laughs) Uh, As you guys leave... Miss Maybelline, she sits down on one of the wooden chairs and she, she rests her arms behind her head and she leans back, almost grazing one of the lit uh, scented Yankee candles. She says, oh, boys will be boars, I tell you. She narrowly avoids the candle and she sits back upright in her chair. There's a pregnant pause. The computer bursts <laughs> flames. Oh no, oh
5: no, oh no. We cut now. <laughs> I'm feeling st- like should I have taken my computer with me is was it bad to leave it in there
3: nah it's all right because carrying all that stuff around will have gotten in your way so I think even if, right even it if it felt like because even I understand that sometimes you don't want to leave something behind because of the sentimental value from it but even mm. if you didn't leave it behind it would it it, it would have gotten in your way
6: out of breath the narrator catches up to the scene already in progress (laughs) city hall so this is where the sausage gets made (laughs) always thought it'd be bigger somehow but it is a pretty large stone building so i don't know what my problem is and it's even got a teapot dome which references nothing in this reality it just has it Some phrases don't rhyme, and some architectural choices reference nothing. It's just the way it is in this crazy town I like to call Piss Harbor. Take it away, boys. Sorry. So we are outside of City Hall right now? Yes, you've made it to outside of of City Hall. Do we see any disruption of it from the outside, or do (laughs) we— Tim, Tim, can you make a perception roll for me? Oh, gladly. I will gladly do that. Uh, it is a— Hey! It's a three! A three. Yeah. You see nothing. I didn't just tell you. Jonathan
4: Large lowers his sunglasses and also rolls a perception check.
6: Taking those sunglasses off—that is like uh, uh, Goku stepping out of the hyperbolic chamber. You wear those sunglasses all the time, so yeah. taking them off now, you get to roll with advantage on this perception. Yeah, that's right. I train my eyeballs in heaven. You got muscly eyes. You flex oh your balls. I rolled
4: a nat one. This is horrible. <laughs> Luckily, you get advantage. Oh, oh good, oh thank you, bless you. Thanks to the training.
6: Now that's more like it. That is a 17. 17, standing um, about 10 or 15 feet in front of Tommy Whistle. You see him, you see Boneyard McKinley with a, 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 a tankard of gasoline pouring it onto the steps. He lights a match and tosses it down. The fire burns briefly and then it goes out. He goes, catch! catch damn you why won't you go why won't you burn down the city hall (laughs) my name is Boneyard McKinley I'm the anti-mayor
5: hmm I wonder if he understands the you know this is sort of a a tech expert thing but I think a lot of times fire has to catch on some sort of kindling
3: kindling right Hmm. so he don't know what kindling is that means now pardon if I don't know the terminology will but can you hack into the gasoline and divert it away from the kindling
5: there's only one way to find out uh Max takes his sunglasses off but then puts them back on <laughs> and undoes his uh his keyboard on his arm like he's yu and uh and starts clicking away uh and is gonna try to make a tech roll
6: <laughs> yeah dude that so you're gonna try to hack into the gasoline <laughs> which is hooked up to nothing uh so make an intelligence roll because that's what I think hacking okay so I' pretty good
5: intelligence but
4: we are Greek gods making up the rules of nature. Yeah, it is That's true.
3: right,
2: baby.
5: I'm rolling my dice on Google.com, uh, and I got a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. <laughs> what do you want? You see the ones and zeros of the gas. What do you want that gas to do? <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm. I'm. Uh, if I can only find another uh, route uh, away from the. Uh, let's say the steps and in, into sort of uh, the drain. Uh, and I'm just gonna look for a drain to send the gasoline down. Yeah,
6: for a nat, you're rolling on that nat twenty still. <laughs> you know, you got you're riding the momentum of that. Um, the the whole city, the the city hall turns into ones and zeros for you. Um, and uh, I almost like highlighted in the ones and zeros. you see a drain nearby. And in fact, it's a little bit that gravity's on your side here. It's a little bit uh, at an angle down from boneyard McKinley.
5: Diverting. And we're in, we're in the drain. I mean,
6: (laughs) McKinley now in the real world, you see, you hear, what, what, what? And McKinley is aghast. His gasoline, which should be going all over the steps. It takes a hard right turn out of the nozzle of the, uh, the gasoline canister and it flows gently and cleanly down into a drain. It, uh, it washes harmlessly into the sea.
5: I look at McKinley and say, looks like you should have used a better firewall. Uh, <gasps> and and then lower my sunglasses.
0: Oh. oh, holy shit. I have no idea what that means, but it sounded good. Can you
5: make a charisma roll for me? Yes, I will make a <laughs> An 11.
6: An 11? Mm-hmm. McKinley hears that and he goes I don't know what that means I mean it sounds cool but I have no idea what you're what you're referencing there so the full you know the full like nuance of that insult it's not gonna land on me it's not gonna
5: work with you but but, but know that I got it and I liked it
6: I could t- it's like being insulted in a foreign language, you know? It's like, I can tell that guy doesn't like me, but I don't know what about me he doesn't like. I'm Boneyard McKinley, prepared to die. And at that, he's going to toss the, uh, the gasoline tankard behind him. Uh, and he says, yes, I recognize the three of you now. Not personally, but I recognize you from your lack of votes for me at the ballot. This, of course, has caused me to become insane and hateful and spiteful. I'm going to take it out on the three of you now. Uh, he spreads his hands, uh, and from out behind his mare sash, dozens of sharp, extremely sharp, like, uh, origami-folded, uh, paper ballots begin flying <laughs> from out, out from under his mare sash at all of you guys. I need each of you to make a dexterity saving. Throw. Ah. Oh,
4: no. Oh, no. Five.
6: Sixteen. Six. Jonathan Large, you are able to dance. You see the—it's uh, almost, maybe I don't know. Maybe you're inspired uh, by uh, by Max Logan. Uh, who knows? I have no idea what causes this to happen, but you can sort of see the ones and zeros of these origami sharpened ballots coming. They're they're folded into like um, into like ninja stars mm-hmm. as they they fly towards you, and you are able to dance around each of them. Uh, Tommy and Max, you are beset upon by paper cuts.
5: Ugh, if I was playing World of Pisscraft, I definitely could have blocked it.
4: <laughs>
3: the flames were bullets out the dead. But instead, oochie mama, my arm hurt. My skin hurt. My eye hurt. Y'all get it?
5: What else hurts?
3: Thanks for asking. My lips, my thigh,
5: my oh. toes. They hurt? My neck. Yeah. Oh, that hurts? Yeah, it It hurts. I'm in a similar situation. My ears hurt. Go on. Sort of my hands hurt.
3: What else? Elbows
5: are hurting. Uh, okay, keep going. Little gashes on my chest. I, I, I
3: ain't th- hurt enough. Keep on going.
5: Okay, Um. my back, This sort of my posture isn't good. I sit on a cardboard box, and I think that might be unrelated. That
6: might be unrelated. As you guys take in your surroundings, you see that Boneyard McKinley has disappeared. Wounded, Tommy raises his revolver to the air, firing a warning <laughs> shot. That's right. You skedaddle. Could you make an attack roll on the air? Yeah, sure. (laughs) 12. 12? Yeah. Uh, So the the world of Cordelia, as we know, has dozens of moons. Uh, Many, many moons. Uh, One of its smallest and closest moons, no bigger than a a softball, you hit it, killing it.
3: It's all right. I hated what that one did to the tides. Make him go (laughs) in and out. Stay put, tides. Stay put, in my opinion, of course. Friends. I, I mean... Peers. I don't got friends. I'm lonesome.
0: Oh, well, okay.
3: <gasps> Where'd where this man go? Just because we're wounded, don't mean we don't got no sense about him. We got access to all them dang pixie diamonds and Max's computer uh, i don't know the dang word for it yeah. Oh god!
5: Uh, I, max is just gonna look around for any sort of technology or anything on the street that maybe he could hack into i don't think that there's like yeah. cctv or whatever but if there's anything um maybe like a street light
6: yeah yeah make a perception roll for me to see what you can find
5: all right uh that's actually a seventeen.
6: Oh a 17, that rocks. Okay, the world goes into like a predator heat map of like what you can and can't hack into. Um, and you see a street light uh, nearby you. There's there's street lamps in this world. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty red. You see a Kenku wandering by you. It's pretty red um, and you see um, some bushes um, and you also see some public art. It is a pole at a diagonal angle and uh, children walking up the pole as if to heaven. And that's also pretty red.
5: So the red is uh, indicating the heat of a person, and the and the art. The the heat
6: of what you could hack into. Okay. Uh, you oh. also see all around you. You see blues and greens that are just like there's not a lot of like digital information there. Got it.
5: I'm gonna hack into this kinku. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm just gonna make a a tech roll Yeah, make a, again. a hack roll. Oh yeah, it's a uh, 17 again. 17 oh, again
6: yeah. nice Whoa. Um, you're in uh, so max uh, around you the world disappears it turns into zeros and ones uh, and they fade away leaving only a black void with you in that black void is the kenku it's made up of zeros and ones at first and then it appears it looks up at you and it nods it says
5: kenku kenku to you as well i'm gonna hack into your brain now i hope that's okay <laughs> not a problem buddy <laughs> That's my kinku. I, <laughs> into, uh, I, I click and clack on my little keyboard, and Max is sucked into the mouth of the kinku.
6: Yeah, so you're like in this sort of digital space with the Kenku, so you're like Mm -hmm. in right now. And uh, uh, Tommy and Jonathan, outside of this, you want to tell me what you're actually looking at right now? What we see is Max sitting crisscross applesauce while he's focusing on his keyboard, but his
3: body keeps flickering in and out, almost like it's being, it's not just a flicker, like it's on or off. It's almost like it's pulled into the keyboard and out, pulled into the keyboard and out, but it's so subtle and slight it looks almost like blinking.
6: Yeah, for, like, a single frame, he'll be just static. You know, he's, like, glitching a little bit. Uh, there's some digital noise to him. Uh, he looks like a, a, like a sort of nasty DVD rip of a movie right now. And we're back in the void with Max and the Kenku. You're hacking in. You're logging. For 17, I'm going to let you keep writing this. Um, you can see all of the files inside of the Kenku. Uh, you can see, like, sexual hang-ups. You see another Kenku sitting on a birthday cake. You you move through that. You minimize all of those windows. Uh, you see a window flashes that says recent memories recent memories I'm in
5: I click on that. <laughs> Max looks like a, a bird, uh, like a kinku, in this space now that he's like assimilated yeah, yeah. with.
6: <laughs> a little QuickTime uh, video plays of, uh, it seems like it couldn't have been more than a few hours ago, of a human, it's like from the Kenku's perspective, it's a human woman inside of a nice, like sort of upper middle class home saying, I'm sorry, I have to get a divorce. It's just, it doesn't work. I'm a human and you're a Kenku. We are not sexually compatible. That minimizes and another one pops up and you see, boneyard mckinley uh he says you there kenku record this record me my name is boneyard mckinley he waves to the kenku remember this forever i'm boneyard mckinley i'm the anti-mayor of piss harbor and i'm gonna burn down city hall and whether or not it burns the next place i'm going well i'm gonna tell you the next place it's the courtroom i'm going to the big piss harbor courthouse and i'm gonna burn it down i want everyone to know that he waves and he does like two peace signs. He crosses his <laughs> arms and does two peace signs. And uh, he says, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern. And he, uh, he pulls the gasoline flask out and he begins pouring gasoline on the steps. And from there, the the video ends.
5: Max is gonna try to see through the eyes of the Kinkoo and, and try to talk to his friends in the real world uh, as the Kinkoo.
6: Make another tech roll on that. Make another half roll See if I can ride this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: Uh, that was a 16.
6: Okay, that's still pretty good. Um, you just, there's some digital noise on your voice um, as you speak through the Kenku. The Kenku's body language changes to your sort of cool hacker body language. Um, and outside, Tommy and Jonathan, you see uh, Max is still sitting crisscross applesauce focused in and he's still glitching and flickering, but the Kenku speaks to you in his voice.
5: Tommy, Jonathan, it's me, Max. Listen. What? I don't have much time. You're a bird now! No, I'm a bird now, yes. He strokes his own little digital ponytail, and... <laughs> it's like, I just watched a recording. He's he's heading to the courthouse.
3: All right, Max. But we'll go to the courthouse and stop him, but get back into your body. The way you look out there ain't right. You're shimmering like a star that's, that, that maybe died many millennia ago, which is a fact I still find romantic. Wow, that's beautiful. Okay.
5: And so... Max just uh, goes over to his body and and starts kind of, like, throwing up his, like, digital form out of the Kenku's mouth.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. You barf ones and zeros out of the Kenku bat, and it lands on your keyboard, and you're, like, reabsorbed back into yourself. Wow. Computers
0: are wild, man. Absolutely crazy. They all do this. They all do it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Tommy grabs Matt by the collar and lifts him up and takes out his revolver. Now you promise me you don't do that again. We saw you almost destroy yourself from there, and we lost too many horses. We lost too many friends today to lose another one? Yeah, maybe I gave you a hard time up front. but Maybe I've grown to care about you. and Maybe you, and maybe I see you like a kid, a, a son. I'm not ready for kids. I'm not ready for kids. You, you just promise me you don't go in there like that on account of you might lose your whole bother forever.
5: Yeah, something tells me you're not ready to take care of something smaller than you.
3: How'd you know?
5: Something about your face.
3: <laughs> as long as it weren't my words you heard say that, but you sort of took that from my own presentation of self. I guess that does make me feel better. Being known is a mystery to me, <laughs> being known is violent to me apparently, but you, you promise the way you were in there, you were free. You were young. You were throbbing. Now I know that can be addictive. As addictive as drink.
5: Uh, Hey, look, I'll I'll promise to try my best to not go into a bird again.
4: Jonathan uh, smacks Max on the back and he says, (laughs) And you don't remind me of anything about my ex-girlfriend. Let's go!
6: Yeah. And gallops off to the courthouse. Yeah, we star wiped for some reason to the courthouse. You find yourselves now at... The courthouse, there's large Roman columns. There's large stone steps here. It's a fucking courthouse. You know exactly what it looks like. There's mailboxes everywhere. Lawyers walk up and down uh, in and out of the courthouse. You look around, but Boneyard McKinley doesn't seem to be anywhere in sight.
5: Hmm. The bird's memory told me he'd come here, but I don't see him.
3: In lieu of outside, perhaps the plane is inside where we may be forced to travel soon.
5: Did you say we're going in?
3: <laughs> Don't like me. Ah, uh, you're rubbing off on me, damn it.
0: Oh boy, my time as a horse made it very clear that I was not welcome inside of government buildings, so hopefully they judge me by my top half. I'll go in there, I'll trot right on in there. Come on.
3: Alright. Just this one time. We all going in.
6: You guys head into, uh, into the courthouse. And once inside, you see there is a large metal detector. This is a court of law. Yeah. you just bring guns in here? Uh, you have to walk in through this large metal detector. It is manned by a halfling, a single halfling in a uniform. He waves at you. This way. Hi, guys. Hi, thank you. What's your name? Pardon? What's your name? Oh, uh, uh, Penis Mathingly. Oh, I'm Jonathan. Oh, glad to hear it. Won't you boys just step through the metal detector?
5: My pleasure. Yes, as soon as I tie my shoe, and uh, Max bends over to tie his shoe and and starts trying to hack the metal detector.
6: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Make a hack and roll on that metal detector.
5: <laughs> that is a natural twenty. The, the Google uh, D twenty is on my side tonight. <laughs> yeah.
6: This rules. I'm glad this is going well. I like this, this this, like game breaking power, like should be exploited like this. Um, Yeah, you hack in and once again, it's just like the world disappears into just zeros and ones. And it's, you find yourself again in this black void and um, uh, created through into the black void. It just like sort of beamed in like Star Trek style with just zeros and ones. The metal detector appears in front of you.
5: Well, Matt, metal detector, I need a favor. It (laughs) nods. Listen. Make sure that when we walk through, it it, it reads on the display, absolutely nothing wrong here.
6: It puts a digital hand of zeros and ones out, and it touches your shoulder. Understanding passes between the two of you. It nods again. Dad? It puts a (laughs) finger to its mouth and says,
2: (laughs) I'm hiding in the digital world, my son.
6: And it disappears, and you're no longer in the digital realm. (laughs)
5: I'm tying my shoe in a jail. Father! Uh, sorry.
6: Tommy grabbed his
3: shoulder. Uh, You're lying. I mean, are you all right? I'm okay. You promised
4: me you wouldn't go back in a digital world.
5: Yeah, I was just tying my shoe. I think it's safe for us to go through with all our stuff.
4: Uh, and Jonathan Large trots right through that metal detector, uh, wearing uh, a gigantic black iron spiked pauldron, you know, carrying a seventy. Five-pound spiked flail he's going through with a lot of metal and oh 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 yeah it's uh this is a prop but n- nothing happens
6: uh yeah the the metal detector it beeps and a green light flashes atop mm. it and there's a little uh screen on it that reads uh nothing to see here tommy whistle steps through with his revolver in his holster and a belt a big old belt Uh, Penis Mattingly can just completely see the revolver. It is in plain sight. He looks at it and goes, I don't know. But as you step through the metal detector, it beeps and a green light flashes above it and the screen reads, the safest man there ever was. (laughs) He shrugs. It's
3: just an affectation.
6: Hey, (laughs) you don't have to tell me about prop guns. I'm a sketch comedian.
3: Tommy Whistle holds up his palm. (laughs)
6: No, for real, my group—we're so funny. Ah, uh, and
3: okay, that's okay. all right. That's all right. On
6: the way out, I'll tell you. We got a show coming up on Friday. I'm sure, you have a lot of fun. It's oh boy, we do things a little different. Yeah, we dance as we do scene changes.
5: Really? <laughs> Max uh, uh, nods to Penis and says, "Penis," uh, and walks through.
6: He nods, Stranger. Um, And uh, as you walk through, uh, the metal detector beeps. There's a green light um, and the metal detector flashes green and the screen reads, your mother and I love you
5: so much. (laughs) You see just little tears coming out from under his little sunglasses as he walks forward into the courthouse. You're into the courthouse now, you've made it past
6: the metal detectors, and you're inside. All around you, you see oh, the churning machinery of law, the the beating heart of this wretched city that chews up criminals like me and spits us out. Oh, I hate this place so much. There's there's lawyers crawling over every surface, but you're in. Max, I know the look of longing when I see it, I try and go back into
3: that digital world again. Stay out here with us. Whatever temptations that are in there, family, power, they're not real. Out here is real with the bounty hunters.
5: I mean, it's real to me, damn it. It's real to me. (laughs) Uh, Max um, looks at his keyboard and looks up and says, "I I can do my best to stay in this world, but there's power in there that we need. Tommy. Asking young Max
0: Logan here to step away from his keyboard would be like asking you to step away from your gun, your tongue, or your loneliness.
3: But well, those three things define me and give me strength. There you go. All right. <laughs> do what you gotta do. I may not like it, but who gives a fig what a frog likes? He takes out his revolver. Let's go. You're a politician.
2: Everyone screams and people, like, hit the ground! <laughs> yeah. Dummy, no! Dummy, you can't draw a gun in a courthouse! People are running from you. They're knocking over filing cabinets. They're going, my god, my god, he's got a gun!
5: It's okay, we're just here to kill a guy.
6: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, everyone calms down. They go back about their business. The filing cabinet just, like, by its own volition, fixes itself and stands upright uh people somebody looks at you with the faces i'm so sorry i I, this is embarrassing
5: okay it's scary
3: it's me tim platt and i'm recording an album i ask my dentist to make my teeth like beak teeth like it's my very first stand-up album and I need to pack out the house to get some of those laughs on record. But then my dentist, he make me shoot sharp like each It's Tim Platt's Teeth Like Beak, an hour of joy, the album recording at Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York on February 29th. There's an early show at 7.30 and a late show at 10 p.m. So you can come to both. You'll see an intimate show of musical comedy, absurd jokes, and maybe, for once, a little honesty. Go to the Union Hall website or go to my link tree at linktr.ee slash timothyplatt. L-I-N-K-T-R dot e timothyplatt. And he won't give me a refund.
1: No, he won't
3: give me a refund.
1: No, he won't give me a refund. Because I paid him in lap dance.
3: It's on February 29th, and please, I need people to be there. You'll also have a great time. It's a great show I'm proud of, and I need some... Lead, and, and I'd like some people to be there.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
5: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
6: Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure.
3: Using his powerful frog nostrils, Tommy Whistle takes a deep inhale, trying to sense the scent of that anti-mayor.
6: So listeners, uh, we're just coming back from a quick little break here. We didn't know if frogs are good at smelling or not, and Tim assured us that they are. So Tim's reputation rests on this. I'm letting him roll perception with advantage here because Tim promises me that frogs have excellent senses of smell.
3: I guess the nose uh, formed first with the amphibians and uh, that's what makes them so powerful.
6: Just roll. 18. Okay, roll again. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> Four. You get to keep that 18, though. Bwahaha. <laughs> you smell all around you, and y- yes, you got a sense of this guy. You got the smell. He smells... You know what he smells like is um a freshly kissed baby's forehead. Mm. Uh, the scent of Boneyard McKinley is sort of unmistakable, and you do smell it up ahead. Up ahead of you, there's a long hallway with um, eight doors on each side. It's just like a Scooby-Doo hallway of many, many doors. And somewhere up in front of you is Boneyard McKinley. You know, it's probably towards the back. But you're also, because you're smelling so well, you get the smell of paper, you get the smell of briefcases, uh, you get the smell of overruled, you get it all. Jonathan. He's there behind that door.
4: Might as well use our tank and bust in.
0: All
4: right. Here we go. And uh, Jonathan, like, revs up his hooves as though they were Sonic the Hedgehog, turning into a, a wheel of motion, unable to distinguish them. And then uh, he says,
0: Hop on, boys. I'm about to take off.
5: All you sure of this, time? Yes. Uh, Max grabs the top of the back of the, like, horse body of Jonathan and just hangs and can't pull himself up at all because he has no strength. <laughs> uh, leapfrogging over him is
3: Tommy Whistle. But behind Tommy Whistle, as he's leapfrogging, he has dropped his tongue. His tongue is now behind him for you to grab, uh, should, should you choose.
5: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it. And, and uh, Max puts his hands on just sort of the wet tube of your tongue and um, hopefully can it's sort of sliding in place.
6: <laughs> yeah, Tommy, can you make a strength roll for me?
5: Ooh twelve.
6: Twelve? Yeah. Uh that's not great, but he's not a heavy he's not a heavy guy, so yeah, you're able to pull him up just a little bit. You sort of pull your tongue back into your <laughs> mouth and it pulls you just enough, Max, you are now resting firmly on Jonathan Large's ass.
5: I'm in.
4: I can't keep the charge anymore. And uh, Jonathan Large, like, must release and explodes down the
6: hallway through the door kick up a trail of papers, and you uh, smash through the door at the very end of the hallway, leaving uh, the unmistakable silhouette of a buff centaur being ridden by a uh, frogman cowboy and an elf hacker with a sharp ponytail. Mm-hmm. Anyone just looking off the street would be like, oh, I see what happened here to yeah, this door. Of course. As you leave that silhouette Roger Rabbit style. In like the, door.
5: the Kool-Aid man.
6: Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, as you smash into that room. Uh, and there you see boneyard mckinley he stands over a cut sash a ribbon that says grand opening with a large pair of golden scissors he says fools you underestimate me watch this and he uh the scissors are closed and he opens them what and as he does the sash reforms into one piece Huh. Don't you realize? I'm an anti-mayor, and as such, I have a pair of anti-scissors, which can fix anything. I can put anything together, you see. He can undo
0: anything a mayor would do.
5: This is the opposite of destructive. If only there was a word for it. (laughs)
6: <laughs> ah, but there isn't. Anything a mare can cut, I can mend. Watch this! And at that, uh, Jonathan, he's going to move the scissors near your hair. They're closed now, and he opens them again, and your hair grows about two feet behind you.
0: Oh. Uh, I mean, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I really wasn't happy with my last haircut, so I appreciate that.
6: Hmm, a lowest stakes demonstration than I had hoped. What about this? And he's going <laughs> to, uh, he slides the the scissors- uh, in between your two front horse legs, and he opens them again, and your legs combine and congeal together into one large center foreleg. You're now shaped like Mr. Bean's rival's car.
0: No.
5: I'm a tripod. (laughs) (laughs) That design's very dangerous. He could topple over at any second.
1: That's right. It all depends on
6: which way the wind blows. And at that, uh, Boneyard McKinley is going to huff and puff and blow as hard as he can against Jonathan Large to see if he can knock you over. Uh, Jonathan, can you make a strength <laughs> saving throw with disadvantage because you've got this new balance situation. You don't know what to make heads or tails of. Sure. Are. Oof. Well, neither were good. Um, uh, a seven. Seven is not going to beat the 14 that Boneyard McKinley rolled. And you fall over to the ground. He cackles.
1: <laughs> no, I'm the anti-mare. And I call civic mayhem wherever I go.
4: Yeah, Jonathan Large falls, like, in a slow motion that was, like, filmed at regular speed. So you, you it's mostly stills of each yeah. frame of him falling down before crashing with, like, a ridiculous overdub thud.
5: No! Tommy, what do we do?
3: No, Jonathan, my friend, my peer. Tommy rolls off the fallen horseman, and as he rolls, his revolver is out. He says, back up. You get up or I'll fire. I know there's gasoline all over your body. It might just blow up.
1: Might I? But what if I were to? And he
6: moves the scissors forward, and he they're closed again, and he spreads them right next to the opening of your revolver, and a new piece of the revolver forms as he spreads the anti-scissors, and a new piece of the revolver forms and it's curled back facing at you now. Why?
3: but I usually pull the trigger, but now the pistol's facing me. But I'm so used to pulling the trigger, I don't know what I might do next. I guess it all depends on if you feel lucky.
6: Do you, punk?
5: <laughs> Did you say there were my ties here? <laughs>
6: <laughs> did, did I? Did I say there were mai? Thais? You said my
5: tie earlier. I said a mai. Thai? Oh, my eye, sorry. Never mind. Oh, okay. Never mind. There I mean there is a there is an open bar if
6: you're interested. The lawyer's gotta cut loose.
5: I'm gonna make a mai tie, but I'm listening.
6: <laughs> okay. God, what's in a mai tie?
5: It's rum, I know.
6: It's definitely rum. Enough! Enough foolishness! Tommy, pull the trigger, I dare you. I dare you to pull the trigger. End my life if you think you're man enough. His hand shakes. The power of the cowboy is too strong.
3: If I fail, everyone will know there's no such thing as goodness in this world. He pulls, and he pulls, and he pulls. That's it. You're the anti-mayor, right?
6: Yes, I am the anti-mayor of Piss Harbor, and I will be its destruction. Tommy reaches into his pocket and pulls out a wallet of bills. I'd like to bribe you. <gasps> no. No, that won't work on me at all. I'm the anti mayor. I don't accept bribes. That's right. Mm. You will accept the bribe, but instead of pocketing it,
3: you'll give it back to communities.
6: Wait, no! No, no, that's the. Not... He no. tosses the bills to his hand. <laughs> Um, against his own will, uh, Boneyard McKinley's hands reach out. He drops the scissors and he reaches out for the money. He goes, no, no. And the the the, the wallet pulls him forward outside of the room. And he sort of, he, he he's trying to like, he's got his heels dug into the ground, into the tile floor, but he's being pulled by the wallet. And he goes, no, it's not supposed to be like this. It's not supposed to... And as he talks, the money flies out of the wallet and each of the rooms in the hallway, the doors, open up and you see uh, that one door is labeled like public education and money flies out of the wallet into that room and you hear a cheer from inside. Hooray! Uh, you see another door. It's labeled uh, infrastructure and that door opens up and the money goes into there. You hear hooray! Uh, <laughs> one that says uh, water and power. The door opens up and the money goes in there. He says hooray. He goes no! 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 And he drops the wallet and he runs down the hallway away from you at top speed. Breakneck speed dizzying speeds.
5: As he runs by, Max looks at Tommy and says, I have to go in one last time. He's sipping a Mai Tai that he just made and, and, and sets it down, <laughs> starts clicking on his computer. I'm sorry, Tommy, it's the only way. And clicks and clicks and clicks.
3: Wait, wow wa. Wow. <laughs> Wait, wow though.
6: the only way. Tommy, it's too late. He makes a tech roll. I need you to make a hacking
5: roll. All right, here we go. An unnatural 20.
6: Wow. Once again, Max, the, the entire courtroom, it fades away in zeros and ones and it disappears from you. And it turns again into that inky black void from before. And before you, uh, again, Star Trek beamed down with zeros and ones. You see Boneyard McKinley running in the void, uh, running and running. He looks around and he goes, what? Goodness gracious, where am I? As he looks at his hands and he sees the ones and zeros and he looks at you and he points at you and says, you! We flash out now and we see Tommy and Jonathan from your perspective. Max, again, is like sitting down uh, crisscross applesauce on the ground, staring into his his computer wristband and he is... It's looking worse than ever. He is glitching and flickering. He is about half of the time, it's just static. Jonathan, what do we do? We have
0: to let the computer kill him because it's what he wants. (laughs) I respect (laughs) everyone's right to die following their passions (laughs) and hobbies.
3: Jonathan, it's taken me a long time to take in how really affirming you are of everything and everyone to their own
0: detriment. It's because I love nature so much and a big part of it is death.
3: Maybe it's the tonality of your voice that makes it a surprise for me, but I can see it.
0: You're a good man. Thank you, Tommy. You are a good frog.
3: Tommy extends one hand to Jonathan and then puts his other hand to jonathan around max that they're creating a power circle around max and try to give him digital energy from their friendship because because they're going to know each other uh better which can happen through digital mediums maybe and that can create a power circle that uh, uh benefits max it is my
6: suggestion perhaps to the dm for something you just pulled right out of your ass that's pretty good that is a pretty good explanation of like third spaces and how they exist digitally. And how that's like all that can connect young people and that like our decaying. Yeah, okay. I will let you make a charisma roll to see if this helps. Okay. Can it be with an advantage because he was next to such an affirming friend? I'm already going out on quite a limb <laughs> okay, for you, okay, Tim. Okay, 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 okay. Got an 18. Yeah! Tim, it works. You channel some of the digital damage that is occurring uh, to Max right now. Max Login is really suffering from a lot of digital decay and glitching and damage. And you take some of it in you, you and Jonathan, uh, you notice that he's no longer quite as static, quite as glitchy. He no longer looks like a DVD rip of a movie that you've watched like 700 times and it's starting to just break down. My Gremlins 2 DVD when I was in high school, I remember it just like, it's, you know, it just like an image will freeze on the screen and something new, next scene will start and it's moving through that. Like that digital noise sort of fades from him and you guys take it on. Not quite as much, but you're sharing in the damage. Back inside of the digital world, Boneyard McKinley faces down with Max Logan. Just
5: you, what is the meaning of this? What is this foul palace of zeros and ones you've brought me towards? Welcome to the digital world, where anything is possible. I can hack whatever I want. This place is my playground.
6: Is that so? Well, if anything is possible, then I suppose- And
5: he snaps,
6: and he splits into two. You see two Boneyard McKinleys. Even
1: this is possible?
5: Uh, yeah, but wait. (laughs) I don't know which one to hack, but I do know what I can hack. Max is going to imagine Tommy's gun and imagine how it looped back at him and see if he can hack the barrel to loop all the way back forward again so it's a revolver with this sort of a hot wheel loop in it.
6: Yeah, and so as you do that, um, we see now on the outside world, everyone's glitching and turning into static. And Tommy, you, your entire person, uh, it just goes static and your form becomes ambiguous for a moment. And when it returns, you notice that your gun is no longer looped back at you. It's now got a full roller coaster loop de loop and it faces the correct direction.
3: He's communicating with us. He's communicating with us, but was it mine?
6: It means shoot, damn it, shoot! Sure. And Tommy, you see before you, you see Max Logan is, is sitting crisscross applesauce on the ground, and he's glitchy. But you also see about 15 feet in front of him, anti-mayor Boneyard McKinley is also standing completely stationary. He has also been sucked into the digital world, and he is a target. He's completely defenseless. Tommy raises his pistol. He narrows his eyes. He fires. In slow motion, the bullet travels towards him. I'm gonna have you make an attack roll. And while you make that roll, I'm gonna describe what we see in the digital world. There's now a sea of Boneyard McKinleys. He's been doubling himself and doubling himself. He surrounds Max Logan, and they're getting closer and closer, chanting, Anti Mayor, Anti Mayor, Anti Mayor, Anti Mayor. One of them reaches out. He puts a hand on your shoulder, he says, don't you see we're connected? Anything that happens to me out there happens to you too. Tim, what was that attack roll? 14. Oh no. It hits. You see in front of you is Boneyard McKinley shatters into a thousand pieces. His body shatters into just digital noise. Uh, And then he glitches and glitches and he Completely disappears. But just at the inside of the digital world, you see as he shouts, "No!" And one by one, all of the boneyard McKinleys around you they blink out and they disappear. They're creating a circuit, and it's almost like uh, the final one—the one they're like a spiral around you, and the outer one starts disappearing, and it's like a, a fuse, and they're just like moving in closer and closer to you as they disappear and blink out of existence.
5: Uh, Max, I as as he sees them all sputtering out lowers his sunglasses and says in an America Online voice, Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy,
6: Jonathan, in the real world, you see as Max Login sputters and glitches, and he becomes digital noise until finally he scatters, just like Boneyard McKinley did.
0: Oh, shit, that guy was gonna help me log into my email later. Seemed like a cool guy.
3: I think one thing we've learned today is that, Jonathan, you gotta promise me that you're never gonna log in ever again. This man gave his life to us, and he did it by dissolving his connection to the real world for the fantasy of the digital space. You stay out here with the rest of us. Promise me that.
4: Jonathan's missing front horse leg appears out of nowhere, just like there's nothing and then there's like slightly miscolored blocks, pixels if you will forming the vague shape and then they tighten and tighten and tighten into smaller and smaller pixels until it's just there's a leg there again and he stands up
0: yeah okay
6: computers suck fuck it we cut now (laughs) it's the next night we cut now to the all who fell memorial park there is a large statue of Max Logan there. They really <laughs> got moving on that statue. We see Tommy and Jonathan up to their old tricks again, still trying to teach Jonathan how to ride a horse. All right, I'm going to get this time. I am going to become more like a good
0: man. A good man rides a horse. I can ride a horse.
4: And Jonathan with a full horse lower body, leaps onto a horse and says, Yah!
6: Jonathan, you're in. <gasps> I just made a strength roll on the horse. Jonathan, I got good news for you. Yeah. The, the back does not break. This is a Budweiser Clyde's day.
5: <laughs> this statue almost looks like it's looking down at Jonathan successfully riding this horse and you see sort of a a one and zero kind of twinkle in its eye and a glistening of the, the sharpest ponytail you've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it.
1: I'm in. That was Allie Fisher as Neil, Carly Minardo as Educa, Christopher Hastings as Jonathan Large. Joe Lepore as Moose, Tim Black as Tommy Whistle, and Branson races Everything and Everyone Else, with one notable exception. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk, edited by Sam Grant, and sound designed and scored by Kodiak Sanders. Additional sound design from Michael Gelfie. As always, special thanks to Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul. And special thanks to our guest, Zach Oyama. You can hear him right here on HeadGum on the Rotating Heroes podcast. Or check him out on Dimension 20. That's right. I did the outro in one take this time. This time. Usually I fuck it up. But this time, I went all the way. Did it in one. We did it, Joe. We did it! Scoreboard, that's right! Oh yeah, get some! Get some! Aw, oh, yeah, I'm doing the crotch jump! Whoa! Oh, I'm high!
6: That was a HeadGum Podcast.